Hey everybody, it's Daniel, and I'm back for another broadcast. Alright, well that's weird, I just looked at the clock on my phone, because I'm using my phone, it says it's 3.33, 3.33 in the afternoon, well it's actually, you know, 3.33 uh, in Boise, Idaho, Mountain Standard Time, and I am up here in Boise, Idaho still, just hanging out, man, so a brother died, right, a couple weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, or whatever it was, back on the 6th, I think it was, or 3rd, I don't remember, whatever it was, a couple Saturdays ago, anyway, and um, yeah, that was pretty pretty rough it's been a crazy ass week crazy ass freaking couple of weeks or however long it's been personally i'm processing it through my system and out as quick as i can so is my mom we've been tearing apart his room or taking things down in his room now he this guy collected hot wheels on purpose so he could give them to the boys and girls club so he has like all these mint condition hot wheels that are uh you know because you know you're in the hot wheel packages they got a little hook you know so they can put them on the shelf at the store well he's got pin pin them pinned to the walls through these little those little hooks anyway with uh thumbtacks right so i gotta take all these thumbtacks and all these cars off them. i mean there's a ton of them too then he's got a bunch of maryland monroe memorabilia plus a bunch of cards maryland monroe cards he collected maryland maryland monroe stuff he really loved her and you know i gotta mention something about that too which i'm gonna go into in a second but i'm not gonna go into it right yet so uh, i'm reminding myself but also you guys too that ahead's coming something that's kind of interesting about this Marilyn Monroe thing and something I see in the spirit, something I've learned too over the years that I really see it's it's very much truth and it really goes parallel with people's lives a lot of times. But anyway, on this, on to this whole thing. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm cool, it's okay. I've done, done pissed and done gone freaking, you know, done gone through my grief stages and stuff and I'm cool, whatever. Um, still dealing with his aftermath. Some of his aftermath, because, you know, meth people, they kind of leave a stain, you know, a little bit of an aftermath. And it's usually people and, and, their, and their associations that, you know, that they that they had that were, uh, you know, in the meth world and some that were not that are kind of always coming by and wanting to know what's going on and leaving their condolences, which is cool. You know, the meth people, yeah, I just want them to stay the frick away from my house, to stay away from me and my family because I just don't want to deal with them because these people actually didn't when they found out he was ill. They didn't. They kept feeding him the math. They didn't just cut him off. I asked them to, but they wouldn't do it. And I said, "Man, you guys got to cut him off." They wouldn't do it. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a rat, but you guys, you know, my struggles. You, you listen to my podcast, man. I've been struggling with this for a couple of years, but I've been talking about it for a little while anyway. But I've been struggling with it for eleven years. It's been going on for eleven years, and I've been freaking the only thing that's been between me and my mom and. And me and the my brother and the world flooding in on us and ripping us off and tearing us apart, you know, and and completely demolishing our lives and end up freaking end up somehow ended up fucking maybe somebody squats here and ends up with our house or something, you know, and ends up taking my mom's property or whatever, you know. I just I've been the only one guarding this family for, well, God, man, since I was seven years old. My dad left said I was the man of the house when I was seven, and I've been having to actually be the adult in this family. Uh, well, I wasn't an adult when I was seven, but when I hit, oh man, when I hit 14, I knew what was going on. By the time I was 16, I realized that all the adults were lying to us and, and I was being, I was being beat up too by a lot of them. And, um, not just my parents, but other people's parents and, and um, not parents, but other adults. Um, I got in trouble by mouthing off to adults sometimes because, I got tired of their crap because they would just push us around back in the 70s and treat us like crap. They told this is the mentality. You know, children to be heard or to be seen and not heard. And if you're heard, you got to ha you got backhanded, okay? And it was by other people too. It wasn't just by your own parents. 
Jeez. You know, and then I would get pissed off about that and I'd say something about it and I'd stand up to him and I'd say, don't do that to my brother and me or whatever. You know, I'd stand up for the kids and I'd get a shit kicked out of me. Okay. That's how I was raised. And I have a mouth and I'm confrontational. I am not a normal Libra. I understand that these adults aren't supposed to be this way. I knew this back then and I would tell them and they'd still beat the crap out of me. You know, so I, I went through it. You know, so I know, I know this, I know what goes on in some families and in some lives. And I know how tragic it is. And that's just not because I'm a minister, but because I lived through it. Remember this, okay? I studied the scriptures for 30 years, but I didn't just study it. I put foot to faith. All these years I've been living in the trenches, putting foot to faith, living in ministries and, and volunteering in my time and my money, lots of money to this. I just let people, I let, let them have my money. I just gave it away to the church, gave it away, kept giving it away, kept it, all of it, you know, wages, lots of it. When I lived in community, it was all my wages went to the community. I did that for four years, and so $20,000 a year, uh, you know, added up, you know, you know, $80,000 to him. Hell, I was $790,000 in debt back in 2008, 9, 10, and um, that was just, just one of the debts. It was also another four grand to add to that, 4700 add to that, and that got paid by... <laughs> I was paying them, making my payments, and God told me to write on the statement, keep the receipts, write on the receipt, which was the statement, not the statement that I kept when they send the bill, but I meant the receipt, the statement for the receipt. Write on the receipt when they send it, you know, you. I was doing money orders back then, because back then I couldn't, didn't, they, I, the banks wouldn't let me have a checkbook because I didn't know how to balance them. I am not really good with that crap, so my, my, my genius lies in another area, it lies in the spirit, it didn't lay in the... <laughs> really does lie in the spirit, doesn't it? Somebody told me that when I was younger, and I thought they were nuts, but now that I look back at my life and look at it all, I, everybody comes to me for advice. I mean, yeah, I go outside myself for a sounding board every once in a while, but usually I just talk to the Lord about everything until I get to a point where I'm going like, I got to make sure I'm not going nuts, and I need to hear this from somebody else. you know. And so I go to somebody completely outside the situation and somebody that I trust, and I talk to them because we all need someone to confide in. Even ministers need someone to confide in. And yes, we do have our ministers. I got a buddy of mine, the buddy that I lost, actually, I got back, thank God. I got him back because my brother died. My Now my other brother is resurrected in my life. Thank God, because I needed him, because that guy was had my back. He's got my back again, thank God. It's like it was normal, like nothing happened. Like we were just, we just nothing happened. Thank God. That's all the grace of the Lord Jesus. I can see that. I'm like, oh, wow, this is good. Because I needed some advice I haven't had. I needed a sounding board. So I ran some stuff on him. I'm glad I did too because he brought some awareness to something I wasn't seeing. Thank God, man. Thank God for good friends, all right? Close friends. Frick, man, we're all in our 60s now. All of us are. You know, all my friends are. They're in their 60s. The people I grew up with are in their 60s, right? You know? We're all in our 60s and we're like, we find ourselves in this place in life where we're, where we're struggling with working life and death like around us all the time. You know, but we're not really thinking about ours. We're just moving along, you know, doing our days. But this stuff happens, and then we have to deal with aftermaths of some of this, and some of it can be quite crazy. I mean, I, I had a friend of mine that had a brother that died, and he was in gambling debt, and he was in gambling debt down in Vegas to some freaking mafia-type people. And he ended up having to freaking pay that debt off for his brother because they came after his family. Actually, literally, I'm not, tell I'm not telling you a lie. They literally blew up his mom's car. Outside of where she worked at. Somebody did. 
You know, I mean, they never found who blew it up, but they know. I mean, they all knew. So they were like, boom, boy, they blew, they took care of that debt. They had to pay it. It was serious, but they didn't take it serious, you see. And a lot of people don't take things serious in life. They don't take the fact that there's grifters out there wanting to grift things from you. I'm not talking about Donald Trump and the Republican Party or the or the Democratic Party or anybody that's in politics or anything like that. We see those guys on the main stage, and yeah, they work their grifts just like everybody else. But I'm talking about just modern day, every day, just right off the street, normal people, hustlers. Straight up hustlers, but they know how to work a grift. They know right when you come into a, a person's life and start screwing with them just enough to take their freaking, you know, to screw with their, their inheritance or something like that. I've watched it happen. When it happened to one of my friends I just found out today. And it's it's like I'm in the middle of something trying to, trying to move chess pieces around on a board trying to keep this from happening with my family right now. Yeah, it's that close. It's right here in my own helm, you know. I got to deal with this stuff just to keep things safe, man. People won't listen sometimes. And you go like, man, I'm the son. You should be listening to me. I'm the oldest. I'm still alive. I freaking made it. And here I am. Boom, boom, you know. Man, I'm doing great. I got delivered from everything. Everything I was dealing with, I got delivered from by Christ Jesus. Every single thing I was dealing with, I got delivered from. How the frick do you think I woke up? What do you think that means when a person's eyes full of light, their whole body's full of light, and your mind still watched my body fill up with light? Literally watched it from inside. Literally, my eyes have been open my whole life. I've been able to see God and see the things of the Spirit, know God, plug in and understand these things, and be able to do this. And there's other people just like me out there running around, just exactly like me, that have vision quests just like I do. But I don't even know half of these people. I run into some of them, and one of them is one of my pals. That's why I was so distraught over the fact that I lost my friend for a while there, because me and my buddy, I would call him my Christian pal, but we're really, Christ is our Lord. And when we actually had that freaking rift, between us, it was like, fuck, I lost, I lost somebody that was on my backside, it felt like. Literally guarding my back. Powerful in prayer. We were powerful together in prayer. Powerful in working together as evangelists, too. Perfectly in unison, we worked together. Without having to try any, to do anything. Just go right on the street and get people saved, right? Just walk right out and just start talking to them. And bam, people are giving their lives to the Lord. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I see this, he sees it too, but then we have this rift and it rips apart, but then also my brother, my real brother dies, and I let his wife know, hey man, here's my phone number, give it to him, let him know my brother died, I'd, I'd like to talk to him at least, you know, and see how things are going and stuff, and just, you know, and see what goes, and she went and talked to him, and next thing I know, he's calling me, and then we're, boom, a few days later, we sat for a few hours together and talked and freaking hung out here and went over some art stuff, because he's also a graphic artist, and, and he's also retired now, and so he's like looking to do something to kind of bring some more income into his life because he, you know, retirement's not that much. About a couple of grand a month, maybe two grand a month, maybe that. If you get that much, you know, I don't know how much retirement is for most people, but I think about registered nurses, about two grand a month for a state registered nurse here in Idaho. And so, you know, it's not very much. You know, not when you're making, you know, $100,000 a year. You know, now you're down to like, whoa, $26,000, $27,000 a year. That's not much at all, man. So, you know, so, you know, we're always looking to make some extra money, but we're not going to run hustles. I've watched people run hustles. I refuse to do any dark work at all. I will not do darkness to do it, even though it's been offered to me over and over again. Hell, the Illuminati were offering me money. I still keep doing it. Come, come be with us. We'll give you $100,000. It was up to $100,000 two years ago. I told somebody about it, and they told me I was a liar. And I said, bullshit, man. I got the freaking right here on Instagram. I got the freaking invitation right here. You want to see it? And I showed it to him. He's like, holy crap, they did offer you that much. I'm like, I know. I don't know why. Now I do, though. I do know why. I discovered that just within the last few weeks. I'm like going, I did the right thing. Well, I know I did the right thing anyway. I have the integrity of the Lord inside of me. I will not do anything against him. 
okay? And here's another thing, too. You're not going to shake my faith and take it away from me. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too. This is another thing, too. I am on purpose living my life, on purpose, seriously on purpose, to glorify Jesus with it, period. Whether I screw up or not, I'm still going to glorify his life, my life, his life, his name, his name, on purpose, with my life and my death. On purpose. I'm doing this on purpose. To give him the glory on purpose. Come against that. Come against that. There's nothing you can do against that. You can't change me. You can't tell me the I, I don't know God. You can't tell me I don't know anything about God. You can't even tell me I'm on the wrong track with God. There's nothing you can tell me about my faith at all. You cannot inform me about it ever again. Ever. Nobody can. Now get to that point and I'll tell you something. Now you got something to build with. And you know what happened? My life slowed way down. I went, whoa. The Lord is a Lord of rest. Really, you enter into his rest and it changes everything. What do you think his rest is when he says it? You, I've heard a million definitions and nobody knows. Now I do. I've discovered it just recently. I was like, oh, revelations. I love that. You know what his rest is? It's a state where I'm at right now. <laughs> Full of joy. Happy. Content. <laughs> not worried about anything. If I need it, if I, if I have a concern, I got counsel. You know, I can get counsel from brotherhood, get counsel from the Lord. It was the same counsel I was getting from the Lord, except my brother said something that that I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to, that I didn't think about, you know. But everything else, but I was like, you know, that one thing made a difference, though. It did. Another brother also stopped by a little earlier, too, and brought me out of my funky, because I was a little funky in my head, because I had my thoughts racing. Now, was I content? Yeah, I'm perfectly content, but my thoughts were kind of running around something. I was like, wow, man. Is this going on? Do I need to grab a hold? Do I need to step away from my... Do I need to come down off my high-flying disc a little bit and grab onto something with my two hands and hold it for a second to see if this is actually going to manifest into something crazy? And in case it does, hang on to it so it doesn't, you know? And a brother comes by, we're talking for a second, and he just makes a point. And I'm like, oh, man, that makes all the sense in the world, right? Yeah, and it shifts me back to zero. I'm not dealing with polarities is what I'm saying. I'm not over here on one extreme or the other anymore. I stopped doing that years ago, and I found a place of, 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 of zero. It's called zero, the zero state. You find the zero state in anything, any situation, you go back to the neutral zone. Ne the neutral zone, hey, there's one. Okay, we'll just call it that. Now, I'm not talking about Star Trek's neutral zone, but get this idea in your mind. you got one extreme and another extreme, and then you have neutral in between. Where neutral is is where the two cold, like cold and warm, a hot mix... The neutral would be the warm area right there. Get in that area and start building from there. Because I'll tell you what, you're going to have a lot more clarity and get a lot more advice from the spirit world, mainly Jesus, God, if you want to. And I'm making sure it's Jesus' name, not just God in general, because everybody knows about God. Oh, yeah, we believe in God. God, oh, God exists. Yeah, we don't know God, but we believe in him. No, 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 no. no. I know Jesus specifically, the son, out of his bosom. That's Jesus. Making sure he gets the glory with my life and my death. My words, everything. I'm lining, everything's lining up. And the craziest thing is I was trying to until nine years ago. And then all of a sudden, now it's like I haven't been having to try to. And on all this stuff that I would, this dark stuff that we go through, it just starts falling off. It's like, I'm overcoming these things. I'm getting past these things. I'm, whoa, man, I'm really changing. And then my dreams are reflecting it. My thought life is completely quiet. <laughs> Except for if I decide to grab a thought and look at it for a while, you know, like I said, put my hands around it and look at it and make sure it's not going to get out of control. Because it may have to, and I may have to put my attention onto it somewhere else. But I return right back to my high-flying disc. 
And still cruising along in joy, just having a great time. You know, deal with whatever comes up. And, they, and I realized something. That's what they were talking about when they were talking about on job applications. One application that says it had questions that had to do with emotional, emotional IQ. Now, I'd never been asked any questions about on a job application that had anything that had to do with emotional IQ before. So I didn't even know how to answer the questions. So I came home and I Googled it first. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? And I Googled it and went, oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 I get angry when I do that, when that happens. Oh, God, boy, I better work on that. And then, you know, started working on these things. Like, whoa, man, I do. Oh, whoa, that's okay. Whoa, whoa. I need to get better. I need to be a better guy. I need to be able to handle my crap. I got to I gotta be a man. How the hell do you be a man? Nobody taught me how to be. My dad just told me to be a man. He didn't show me how to be a man. I've been learning this stuff from the Lord and from bro- first you go to your brothers out in the streets, rock with your brothers, they got your back. You don't learn nothing from them. Then you go to the older brothers. You learn a little bit from them, but you usually learn how to fight and not get killed and things like that. But that, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actually handling your shit, being responsible, handling your freaking emotional baggage, overcoming your darkness. Actually, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll go on to that one some other time. So. I'm looking at all this and I'm thinking to myself, there's a message in all this. And I hold on to these messages. I hold on to say anything until I get a message. For a while there, they were coming every day. And then first it started like twice a week. And then it was for, for a few weeks, it was like every day it seemed like. And then went back into the nice ebbs and flows like everything else does. But lately, for the last three months, it's been like, I'm not going to say anything until I need to. And I definitely want to say something that builds people up. Because I've said a lot of toxic stuff before. I want to lay some things straight. The church... When I was mad and angry at the church in my earlier broadcast, it's not the church I was angry at. It's the churchianity thing. The whole, the wolves, what the wolves are doing, the leadership of the church, and then the mechanism of the fact that the church is part of that and not saying anything about it, not rising up and saying, listen, this is not right, you guys. You don't treat people like this and stuff. Now, I did in one church and ended up splitting. The one I was in, the last one I was in a couple times, I ended up getting rolled over by some of that too and it was pretty harsh and i did my part too i had freaking did some stuff that wasn't right too but it was like fucking everybody doing it but the thing is is that everybody was doing it to each other i was just doing shit to myself you know fucking acting like an idiot towards myself and then towards other other situations where i I should have actually stepped up and said yeah I, i should do this i was like backing off not being a man you know and i've been doing didn't realize i was doing that until i came here to die and be resurrected and took me all those years when I moved here and back here and came back here in 2005, 2004, 2004. Holy cow, it's misty in my room. That is crazy. Wow. Whoa, that's cool. That hasn't been in here for a while. Wow, the Holy Spirit. Cool. I'm almost done, you guys. When I came back here, to, I didn't know I was going to die and have to go through a whole freaking the dark night of the soul trip. Clear until... I, yeah, until my body filled up light. Now I'm doing really good. I didn't know all that was going to have to happen. I thought I was already in it way back then. I didn't know I was going to have to go through all that. And nobody knows that until they go through it. And then once you get to the other side of it, you're going like, wow, now what? Well, this is great. Yeah, I'm fucking free. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, but what I did was I pressed into Jesus on purpose. Because he was the only thing that made sense to me. He, not, not, the, not the way the church was presenting him. Not the way the churchianity crowd presented him. You gotta be. What I'm saying is the religious, right, fanatical, freaking crazy Pentecostal, wrapped up fucking machine of Christianity. Not that. That's not what saved me. It's Christ Himself. 
It's where I started off in the first place. The Lord is my shepherd. That's always been one of my creeds. The Lord's my shepherd. You know what else has been one of my creeds too? Only the Lord is my shepherd. Listen, the Lord is your only shepherd. He's only, he, only the Lord is your shepherd. And guess what else? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. Now, I'm going to say something about that. That's what's been guiding me the whole time. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've been confused almost all the way up until nine years ago. Really, actually, just a few years ago, I just came out of this confusion. I went, oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, that's all the way. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, because I'm still confused about now the future and what's going on still. And I'm like a learning, still learning. I've got a huge learning curve. Now it's a huge learning curve. It's like, oh, my God. There's so much to learn. And I don't even know anything. All I know is just a teeny tiny little small despect of knowledge, and that's it. But I do know this. I'm free. Are you? What are you doing with your faith if you're you have faith in Jesus? Are you on purposely? Are you are you meaning in your heart with your intention to be set it on purpose to live your faith in such a way that you would glorify your life with God no matter what? Period. That you're on purpose doing it? That you're purposely doing it. Yeah. Get that in your crock pipe and smoke it. <laughs> he meant to say crack pipe. Get that in your crack pipe and smoke it, man. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. <clears throat> anyway, I, I'm gonna leave you guys with that. And also leave you with this. If you're going through some grieving and stuff, and you're, you're losing people or, or whatever, death and things like that coming up like that, and you need somebody to talk to or pray with you and or give you priestly advice and or godly advice, my heart is set to do God's work. And I've always taken that seriously. And it's always paid off well. And I don't mean in dividends either. I'm talking in, yeah, it brought me a lot closer to Jesus. Brings me a lot closer to people too. I understand people a lot better than I ever understood them now. And I still haven't scratched the surface. And I am here to help. If you need some help, you know, my prayers, man. God hears my prayers. And uh, and he does listen. He, Yeah, you know, if you take away the blocks, he'll actually do the work. Peace out, baby. If you say to the mountain, be removed, cast in the sea, it will be removed. And cast in the sea, it shall obey you. Pick up itself and throw itself in the damn sea for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Those are his words. Not mine. And guess what, baby? So be it right now. Don't touch it now. We'll be right back. Woo-hoo. Rip DDT. Universal broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe is rip DDT. Um, yeah, somewhere earlier in the broadcast, I said I was going to mention something, and then I would pick it back up later. I can't even remember what it was, so I was just going like, as it comes, as it flows, you get it, and that's how it goes. Bye-bye.